Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Petrop. As always, here, not really here, quarantined with the only two. Ready for this one? Ready for this one? Quarantwins, Michael and Jason Petrop. What up, boys? You could have done that better. Quarantine. Quarantwins. No, I guess you did it all right. That's exactly I what mean, you said. Cor- yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> you guys are quarantwins. Uh, anyway, today. It would, been, it would have been perfect if we were still teenagers and say the quarantines, but what are you going to do? I mean, that was a long ass time ago. But anyway, um, well, today on the show for you, we have something new and something that we're revisiting. So uh, as you guys know, patreon.com slash Broto Fantasy is where you can support the show. And we have an extra episode for the patrons. Um, that extra episode has already aired. But we are going to air a past episode for you that was a fan favorite before we started giving it out um, exclusively. And that's going over the bets that we made this season. Um, Spoiler alert, Jason comes in last. Oh, shit. Um, Shocking. (laughs) Fuck you guys. But anyway, um, we are going to be going over the bets that we made this season and seeing who took home the crowd. I mean, the crown. So this is a Patreon episode from about a month and a half ago, but it's still relevant today because... The NFL is moving very slowly, and the draft has not happened yet. So today we're going to be going over all the free agent moves that have that we did not go over last week, a couple wide receivers switching teams. Um, and then we are going to go head on, just like Entourage, baby, right into uh, one of the episodes from the past, the, the Patreon episode. That's right. So without any further ado, the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast begins now. Welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com. I'm your host, Tim Petrop, with my brothers, the only two twins that give you double that fantasy goodness, Michael and Jason Petrop. All right, welcome back, everybody. I hope your quarantines are going well. Um... We're not ones to tell you uh, to talk about politics or anything like that on the show, um, although you know I love me some politics. But I will uh, be telling you this. Stay the fuck inside, all right? Not to be not to be mean about it, but I'm going to be mean about it. Stay the fuck inside. It's your civic duty to stay inside right now. And if you can't handle it and there's things can't that are... handle the truth. Look, if there's things that's being taken away from you, um, things are being taken away from everyone right now, and we all have to adjust. Um, without going into any personal details, there's a chance that my entire life gets ruined because of what's happened in the past month. But I'm not tripping on it because I'm being hopeful for the future. And I know there's a lot of seniors out there who were hoping to go to prom and a lot of um, people who were like, you know, they had spring break and well, CUNY spring break is coming up and and they had vacation plans. And I, I know someone who canceled their wedding. All of these things are going down the responsible thing to stay home. United States today became the the epicenter of this outbreak with the most uh, people infected anywhere. And that's with a lack of testing. And that's with a lack of leadership um, that should have probably shut this down weeks ago. So with that being said, stay inside and hopefully listen to the Brutal Fantasy Podcast while you're staying inside. True that. Anything to add, buds? No. I think All right, so let's good. get right into the NFL news that have ha- that has happened. The first one, we're going to start with a running back news. Uh, Melvin Gordon officially signs on with the Denver Broncos. Um, reports say that he's going to be the bell cow back, which 
to me sounds like bullshit. Michael, what's your first impression of Melvin Gordon to the to the Broncos? Melvin Gordon to the Broncos means in either next year or the third year of that contract, there is a 0% chance that Melvin Gordon plays the entire contract out because the Broncos are just going to realize they made a dumbass mistake paying a running back when they already had Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman in the backfield doing a fine job. Like, Philip Lindsay, this is what I mean when people just, like, draft stock will just never go away. Melvin Gordon is this high draft pick guy who's had a good career. Philip Lindsay's undrafted, had a tremendous rookie season, and then got better his sophomore. Well, it was decent his sophomore year. It didn't get better, but he was still very good. But no, that's not good enough. They need to bring in Melvin Gordon because the problem with their offense is the running game. Like it just it's so stupid and mind boggling to me that they paid a running back with all all the different routes they could go on their offense. Maybe get a receiver, you know, out outside of Cortland Sutton, maybe go after an offensive lineman, help bulk up your defense. It's the fact that they spent money and a three year contract on Melvin Gordon is just is just funny, honestly. But for Melvin Gordon in particular, that's one of the worst holdouts in the history of the NFL. What yeah. he did last year. Um, he just lost money. He didn't get any more money. He 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 got a regular ass Mark Ingram type contract uh, from a team that already had a starting running back, uh, a Pro Bowler two years ago in place, and a high draft capital running back behind him. Now Royce Freeman will probably be cut or moved on from at some point this offseason. Yeah. But um, yeah, a really unsuccessful holdout. Jason, what are your thoughts on the deal? Uh, my thoughts immediately went to. Like Michael said, draft stock. I mean, it's it's just I don't I don't understand it. We get it. Like, all right, Philip Lindsay was undrafted, so there was always going to be a need for him to always prove that he's his great running back. And then Melvin Gordon was Melvin Gordon was um drafted in the first round, so it's okay if he averages three and a half yards per carry. Because when you're drafted in the first round. Five years ago, that's all that matters. So I don't. Well, think we can't. We can't act like Melvin Gordon didn't have a very, very good season two years ago. No. Now he was lackluster everywhere outside of fantasy before that, but he did have a breakout good season two years ago before the holdout. Yeah, he was actually good for once. Fine, but you don't pay him when you have Philip Lindsay there. Yeah, you could. I want- it's arguable who's the better back. I wonder though if because Philip Lindsay has never been a guy to catch the ball out of the backfield at a prolific rate, and neither has Royce Freeman. I wonder how much of this happens because Melvin Gordon um, has that ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. A lot of people are suggesting that Philip Lindsay is going to be the Austin Eckler to Melvin Gordon in in the Broncos, and I think that's just a lazy comparison. Yeah, I just don't you get cannot, that at all. You cannot compare the skill set of Philip Lindsay and Austin Eckler whatsoever. They're com- two completely different backs, and I, I mean I saw a bunch of reports that are saying that Melvin Gordon will be the bell cow, and I just don't see that happening when you have a guy like Philip Lindsay, who's been extremely productive in a two-running-back role. The problem is, and and John Elway has already come out and said this, the Broncos think you need two backs. I mean, so, I get it from that regard, right? They drafted Royce Freeman. They wanted him to be good. He was all right. They really tried to get Devontae Booker going. He was never good. They so, wanted him to be the pass catching back. Yeah, so they want another guy. I get it. Uh, I just think it was a little too much money for just another guy that they they can improve in a lot of other spots. Running back wasn't the issue on the team. And back to your I, Philip Lindsay comparison, real quick. 
that people are saying uh, on Twitter and such. This is the dude who was being taken off the field in passing situations. Now he's going to be the passing down back. Like, well, Melgo no was sense. a really good pass catcher. Oh, you're saying I'm saying Philip Lindsay? Yeah, yeah, Melgo could do that, but Melgo's not just going to be a pass catching back. He's, I think he'll probably be like a 65-35-70-30. Do they just split the workload type of thing? I, I don't even think it's that much. I think that what you're going to see... Remember, you got Vic Fangio as your... Off, as your hey, Vic Fangio. Fangio Scandarello. <laughs> got, they, just, they just fired Rick Scandarello. Where's right? the fucking... Fangio. Rick Scandarello. But anyway, that's a that's a guy who is an old school type of coach, and he probably wants to go back to a, a, a running a running gun system. And you think about Drew Locke. Drew Locke is a second-year guy. Um, they've lost some pieces on that offensive line, so he's a he's a guy who they they've also added pieces on the offensive line. They they added Tyler Glass now, who's one of the better offensive linemen in the league. But they lost their starting uh, center, uh, Connor McGovern, to the Jets. So there's going to be turnover on that offensive line. You have a young rookie quarterback that has potential, but doesn't have that giant draft stock. I could see the Broncos running the ball 30 times a game if that's in the game plan and Melvin Gordon getting 18 to Philip Lindsay's 12. So I, I think there's enough room for both, but I, I think that, um, you know, neither of them need to be drafted high in your drafts. Uh, and Melvin Gordon will probably get that high draft capital just because of his name. Yeah, and just real quick, you just did one of the most Tim things ever. You called Graham Glasgow Graham, Tyler Glasnow, the yeah. Rays pitcher. And also, yeah. quick update. <laughs> the raised picture, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was an interesting one. Um, About an well, hour at, ago. At least I didn't just call him a, a, a wrong name just in general. I at least confused him with someone with a, the same last name. I guess. You always try to do bullshit like that. Don't. <laughs> um, About an hour ago, the NFL released a memo saying that they will. Odds are they're going to continue going on with the draft April 23rd through 25th. So that probably will not be delayed. I, I mean, I don't see any reason why the draft needs to be... Yeah, as long as you're not doing it in person, who cares? Like, right. why delay it? Right, exactly. Why delay it? I mean, at this, just just announce the picks and have a camera in the kids' living rooms, hopefully not not surrounded by every single one of their family members, and that'll be it. I mean, it, again, this is it's a tough situation, and draft day and going to the stage to Roger Goodell is something that people live for, but we live in a different reality right now, and you just got to ad- adjust. Speaking of a different reality, Robbie Anderson is going to be living in a completely different reality next year because he's going to have Teddy Bridgewater throwing the ball, and we have talked about this over and over again. Teddy Bridgewater is not some guy that goes deep. He's averaging less than eight yards per air, eight air yards per throw in his career. Um Yet he's being surrounded by speed receivers. Robbie Anderson is the latest. He gets a $10 million a year contract from the Carolina Panthers. So what's your original thought about Robbie Anderson? Jason, let's start with you. That's how Jason throws up. Yeah, right. that was a, that, that's, that's, that's hardcore analysis right there yeah. by Jason. I mean, what I said in that was Brodo <laughs> listeners know that we are not fans of Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, his, Average depth of target last season was the lowest in the NFL. This guy is a game manager with an average arm. Glorified. Glorified. And now Robbie Anderson, I get it. He went home, in a sense, to Matt Rule, who was his coach at Temple. Like there was And he's from Alabama. There. He's from Alabama, so it's a little closer to home. It's closer, yeah. So I get it. Uh, but if he... And he got paid. That's And he got paid. So I get why he went there. 
But he did not go there to put up stats because he's not going to put up stats with Teddy Bridgewater. No. I don't know. I, I think that Robbie Anderson's very confident in himself that he will put up stats because he took the two-year deal rather than the four-year deal that was being offered because he wants to prove himself. Uh, then he made a bad decision. There's no yeah, way I mean, Teddy Bridgewater is going to be hitting him with deep passes. He is going to miss four-year deal being offered. He's going to miss Sam Darnold. There was reports that the Jets offered him a four-year deal at the same amount of money as the Panthers. Oh, Robbie Anderson quote tweeted and said this is not true at all. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, okay. So, false reports. Dude, not I bad. saw – yo, I, I just got to call out some people right now. Not anyone in particular, but I saw this one site. Like, these Twitter accounts that just follow all the beat writers and Adam Schefter and all that. And then right after they tweet, they tweet it. These, these sites – Oh, sources tell me that this is this. Like, dude, shut the fuck up. Everyone knows you don't have sources. Why are you trying so hard? But then people, like, actually listen to that shit. It, it pisses me off, all these fake reports. Ugh. Yeah, but my source is... It, my source, a.k.a. Adam Schefter's Twitter. Yeah. it's <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> this dude... Um, or there's one beat writer that not everyone follows. Good for you. Like, come on. Now, this dude fucking incarcerated Bob, who's the worst, like... Yo, he, he blocked me, like, three years he ago. He literally... Tweets nonsense over and over, and people comment like, "Yo, that's crazy! I can't believe that might happen." Like, and he has like fucking fifty thousand followers or some shit. I'm like, "Yo, you people are dumb." Yeah, he used to call into WFAN, and and that's how he got his uh, fame. Anyway, um, Mike, Michael, you are not the fan, a big fan of this. So, we, I mean, I, 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 you generally agree with Jason about Robbie Anderson, but here's the question for you. Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, probably the fastest wide receiver trio in the league. Um, how are you considering drafting them at this point? Um, I'm not drafting Curtis Samuel. There's no reason for that. Like, why? We got CMC. We got Ian Thomas, who's like a athletic spark athlete type of guy. DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson now, who just got paid. And then Curtis Samuel. Like, this guy is at least the fourth option, maybe even the fifth option. So anyone thinking he'd be a good pickup, it's just you're living in in, uh, in some co- uh, cuckoo land. Something that Jason said uh, years ago, two years ago, in fact, that stuck with me was a couple years ago the Giants had OBJ. They had Evan Ingram. Uh, they had a, a couple more receivers that were supposed to be Sterling good. Shepherd. Sterling Shepard. And they had a they had they had like four guys all ranked as if they were going to be top um, players at their position where you could start them, but the problem was Eli Manning was ranked the twenty fifth quarterback. So Jason made this very good point that I didn't consider even before that that changed my whole perspective on the Giants that year was how could all these guys be so good but Teddy Bridgewater's production I mean but Eli Manning's production be so bad and I think that parallels this situation where you have Teddy Bridgewater, who right now in the projections, no one's projecting him to be a top-tier starting quarterback. And I think that if you are, you're smoking a little of the good stuff, right? But in these projections, you see these guys love Curtis Samuel, and they love DJ Moore, and they love Robbie Anderson, and they love Ian Thomas, and they love CMC. Where is this production out of these guys coming from if Teddy Bridgewater is not matching that production so it's going to yeah. be it's going to be what something's got to give either teddy bridgewater is going to be a top 12 quarterback or these guys are going to have lackluster fantasy seasons and i know that the odds are definitely in the favor of the latter there correct and i think that people who want curtis samuel to be something it would be better for everyone 
if one of those three just faded away quickly. And if one of those three doesn't, then all three of them are going to underperform this year compared to ADP. Hmm. I, I don't see a situation where they are because in a Matt Rule system, you expect him to come in with a high-potency offense that has three wide receivers on the field at all times. I agree. So Plus a tight end. It's going to be CMC. three underperforming people. This is good for but, CMC. Let's talk about um, the replacement for Robbie Anderson with the Jets after the the – Carolina Panthers signed Robbie Anderson. The Jets wasted no time in replacing him with another deep threat. Deep threat, excuse me. That's Brashad Perriman, uh, formerly of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, you saw Brashad Perriman get his big shot when when the big receivers in front of him went down. Um, obviously, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, particularly Mike Evans, and. It's easy to say that he was in a Bruce Arians offense, so that's what made him productive. But as you t- as you could see throughout the fantasy season, especially this season, there was less of the this guy's taking this role and he's automatically going to have that production last year, right? Mm-hmm. There needs to be a talent dis- distribution. And I think Brashad Perriman, who was a former first-round pick, had the tools to be a first-round pick, showed something clicked last year showed some kind of progress and i think this is a good robbie anderson replacement for the jets and i think brashad perriman could be a fantasy viable wide receiver depending on what the jets do across from him at the wide receiver position via the draft or via some kind of late release where they pick up a wide receiver so jason um how do you feel about the brashad perriman move it's all about draft capital right (laughs) Uh, the Melgo argument. Uh, I like it, honestly. So there really is nothing that can replace a deep threat in the NFL. All of the advanced statistics show that just having someone who could burn the top off the defense makes everything different. Even that person, even if he's not going to catch a lot of passes during the game, the defense needs to be aware of that person. I mean, look at the uh, the Panthers when they went 15-1. and one. Like, they didn't have—they had Jericho Cotterie— Devin Funches as a rookie, and then Ted Ginn, who is stretching the field. Mm-hmm. Like, even that offense without any, like, real weapons went 15-1 and one and was, like, a dynamic passing offense. Yeah, exactly. So, I like Perriman for that role, and he shined in Tampa Bay. So, look, some people are just late bloomers. Uh, he definitely did not look like someone who was bad in Tampa Bay. He made some great catches. Uh, so, why not? I like the move. They should bring in another pass catcher, uh, but I like the move. I think yeah. the Jets are going to be better next year, man. People are shitting on the Jets too much. They're improving their O-line. They added Perriman. They're probably going to add another wide receiver. Chris Herndon's coming back. I know I know we're homies, but homies as in Jets fans. Homers. But, uh, homers. But, uh, <laughs> homies, he said. <laughs> like, we're also homies. And honestly, <laughs> when it comes to Brashad Perriman, like we see what Joe Douglas is doing, right? Like He's bringing in all these guys on – one or two year like prove it deals and he's doing that with Prashad Perriman too. This tells me the Jets are clearly gonna draft a wide receiver in the first couple of rounds. If not, I'd be a little concerned because they definitely do need help out there with Anunwa, Doxon, and Perriman. But I mean, Perriman really turned it up at the end of last season, and I know it's a very small sample of a four year bust career, but he has the size, he has blazing speed. And maybe he's just like a Devontae Parker type breakout where it just took him really some time to acclimate and get like really into NFL football. So, I mean, it's definitely not a bad thing for the Jets to have another weapon out there. 
I think also with Perriman, and not to, I don't want to overstate how I feel about Brashad Perriman because, like, this could easily be be seen as me being a homer and overstating uh, who who Bashard, a homie, uh, who Bashar Perriman is. But there Hoobastain. is something to be there is something to be said about playing with Joe Flacco, right? And Joe Flacco. And with Flacco, what you see is a person that really struggled to get the deep ball out, right? When you're talking about the years that he was with Brashad Perriman, he was his air yards per attempt were 6.1, 6.0, 5.3, and 6.4. That's nowhere near a guy who's throwing the ball all over the field. And Joe Flacco, despite his crazy arm, after he got hurt a few years ago, he's never been the same guy throwing the ball. So I think there is something to be said about the fact that he was catching balls from Joe Flacco and that that offense just never suited his style. And the fact that he was lining up again uh, on the other side of Steve Smith, who also is the same type of wide receiver type guy where he was a, a burner down the field and Torrey Smith, who also played that role. So he kind of didn't fit in that Baltimore offense. He finally goes to an offense that, I mean, I mean, and one, and yeah, I don't know if you guys saw this, uh, Bruce Arians put a little jab at Jameis Winston today where he's like, uh, he was talking about Tom Brady and he said, I don't know where all of this hate comes from for Tom Brady can't throw the ball down the field. He was excellent throwing the ball down the field last year and he's not just going to toss it down the field every single time. He's going to make the smart decision because money in the bank, if you keep putting money in the bank, you'll never go broke, right? So a little jab at Jameis Winston who just kept throwing the ball down the field no matter what last year, but that's the type of thing that Brashad Perriman thrives on and I think that in this new offense with a with an offensive line that you know hasn't been crazy improved but at least has improved enough to buy to buy uh what's his name uh, Sam Donald a little more time I think that Brashad Perriman could fit and that we were actually seeing closer to who Brashad Perriman actually is last year rather than his four years in Baltimore where he was just in a system that didn't fit his style quite possibly my man yeah, so again, again, I don't want to overstate what I think Brashad Perriman is, but I do. I would take a late round flyer on Brashad Perriman. This also, year. Bruce Arians said uh, that they will not be signing Antonio Brown, so people could put that rumor to rest. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't see how anyone could sign Antonio Brown. It's so funny. My my wife, she uh, she has this uh, she has this uh, aversion to. Uh, any type of uh, trap music. She just hates it. She can't stand it. And I put Whole Lot of Money on by Antonio Brown. Have you heard Whole Lot of Money by Antonio Brown? Yeah, when it first came out on Twitter. I got a whole lot of money. Whole lot of money. She hates when I do that. She hates it. Why you um, but anyway, yeah, what? <laughs> I just put it on because she hates it so much. And it's, it's funny to annoy her because that's that's my personality. What do you do? I you know, know I love I to annoy people. You out. You're not even playing it and I'm mad, so I'm in your right side this time. <laughs> Uh, so, um, what we're going to do now is that we are going to real quick. You forgot one move, um, but what I'm I just going to say it real quick, uh, because it shouldn't even be mentioned. Devin Funches to the Packers. Uh, boy. Oh yeah. Right. And what I do want to say, which might, uh, get some people's attention is if this is the only move that the Packers make this season to get a pass catcher, then Aaron Rodgers will not be a top 12 quarterback next season. Uh, I think that is a fair that's a fair analysis there by you, Jason. No, that's that's what I believe because I think that Devin Funches probably makes that offense worse. I mean, you you've always had a, a ridiculous aversion to 
Devin Funches. It's, He's a better receiver. It's than reality. Is what I don't I'm know. Doing. I don't know if that's the case. You know what else? Reality, Jason. Oh man. <laughs> Shit bumps, bro. <laughs> bumps. Damn, bro. Yo, he just. Repeats the words whole lot of money, fucking five thousand times. Doesn't know any other words. <laughs> um, but anyway, and his the picture is just a bunch of, a bunch of just like there's two asses on there that that you know no hashtag no sexism hashtag, um you know feminism. Uh, but these asses are just not even that good. <laughs> if I'm just being honest. Um, but anyway, um, we're gonna go into our uh, Patreon episode now, which is our bets from the season that we are going to. Uh, we're going to just go over the bets. We're going to have some fun. Uh, very fun episode. Uh, very, very, very us. Very like three brothers going at it and just making fun of each other and, hey, and proving each other wrong and stuff like that. Um, so we're going to actually do a sign off right now because that's, you know, you know we're just going to go into it. So, Jason, where can they find you on Twitter? At Brodo, uh, FF Jason, right? That's the order. And yeah, Mike. That's me. I'm at Brodo FF Mike. You can find me at Brodo FF Tim. See what we did there? And then also, you could also find us on BrotoFantasy.com for everything Brodo related. We actually just got a brand new feature on BrotoFantasy.com called the Free Agent Tracker, Ooh. where we are tracking the new free agents and then we're giving them a grade, one through four, about what type of fantasy impact they'll have. Yes, so sir. go check that out if you're wondering. Well, well, we, we talk about it, but it's like this is a number form. So go check that out. Uh, shout out to Mark for. Um, for coming through and uh, with the with the good stuff, um, always a friend of the show, always doing favors for the show. Uh, our first for our first intern, so we appreciate uh, Mark very much. And on top of that, you can also go support us patreon.com slash brodo fantasy particularly if you like this episode we're doing stuff like this all the time um we actually have an episode coming out where we're going to play that game that is a very popular game uh the guess who game where i give the twins uh five clues and they have to clock in and see who gets it right and then we have a final jeopardy so if you want to hear that please uh if you can support our patreon i know it's a tough time right now so if you can do it uh please do so uh and that's it so we're going to throw you guys a free Patreon episode because uh, that's what we're trying to do. And then join the Patreon to get the extra episode this week. Um, for myself, Michael and Jason, uh, signing off. Not quite, though. We're going to play the episode now, but signing off in live action. Peace. Later. Later. Thank you. Wait, See before ya. we go, Tim released a song. Check it out. Oh, yeah. On thanks, Spotify. I- Timbo the Truth, Untitled. In parentheses, I rise. It's dope. So give it a listen. Thank you. More to come. More where that came from. I've been spending a lot of time working on this album I have on. So, uh, I mean, I was supposed to drop the whole thing, but I still have some studio sessions to go, and I'm not going to be able to go to the studio now. So I'm just going to be dropping singles at this point, and then it'll it'll all make sense once all the singles are dropped. But thanks, Jay. Appreciate that, bro. No doubt. Um, Go check that out if you haven't yet. I put it in the Discord, so check it out. All right. Later. 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 All right, folks. In general. I guess I'm the host again. You today. are. I was gonna say <laughs> I gotta get, kick it to Michael again. Uh, oh, we are going to be going over our 2019 bets, bets ladies and gentlemen. Bet, bet, if you recall, bets. I absolutely dominated last season, and I think I won like 99% of the bets. Guess what? I don't know how I did this season because I just decided. I was going to look for the results while we discuss it. Timmy and Jason were not super up to that idea, but I made a, an executive are. decision. Anyway. 
<laughs> Tim, no, Tim, get that notebook out of here. I got posted in front of me. No, fuck I'm your posts. I'm keeping track of the score. No, because fuck you guys. Fuck my balls. No, I'm Jason, not keeping... Jason thinks we'll both keep track of the score then. here. Because There's let's let's not everywhere. let's not forget this, Michael. You may have won the majority of the bets last year, but I had a nice little comeback at the end, and I didn't really I I didn't really challenge you that much, but I made it respectable. I I blew Jason out the water. You did, Jason. How's that feel, bro? How'd that feel? I, I mean, you know. you were respectable against Jason. I completely. I think we made it you. clear that Michael's just a bitch who doesn't go against anything he knows isn't gonna win. <laughs> Damn, oh, Jason's already with the ex excuses. <laughs> that was rough. You're like Nancy Pelosi last night. Laying it all out there. Cold. All right, so the first one. <laughs> I guess we'll start. We may have a little bit of a dilemma here because Timmy's not going to want it to count. But I say that it should. And I believe Jason will too because he made this bet knowing right very well bat. who this player was. Right off the bat. Tim says Jordy Nelson will be a top 48 receiver. <laughs> no, that doesn't count. I say it counts. it counts. We knew very well he was way past his prime and possibly retiring. And you said he will be a top 48 receiver. You said yourself that does not count. No, we never agreed with you. I we said we'll discuss in the future. Of course it counts. Yo, I I am protesting the shit out of this. I said if Jordy if Jordy Nelson was on a roster this year, if anyone's going to roster Jordy Nelson, why wouldn't they be why wouldn't they he be a top 40 receiver? Me and so does that count? Committee vote? I say yes. It yeah. Yes, it counts. You guys All of us were involved there. Yo, so yo Michael, thanks a lot for paying me back for the conspiracy. All right, so all of us were involved there. So I'm gonna count wins yes. and losses. So I have right. one loss, whack, and J and Jason has one win. Cause last year, I want to I want to look at at winning percentage, as well. I have an okay. involved column and a one column. So I got this. That's right. I'm keeping my own scoreboard. Involved, involved in the bet. Involved in the bet. All right, next bet. I said Mike Williams will have less than 900 yards. Timmy said he'll have more. How many do you have? How many do you guys think he ended with? Oh, less. Like, Was like I not in on this bet right? too? Like six he yeah. ended, guys. He had a ridiculous yards per reception this season. Yeah. On 49 receptions, he ended with 1,001 yards. Let's go! Oh, he averaged 20 and a half yards per I said reception. 680. Absolutely <laughs> insane what Mike Williams did this year. He's so like, underrated. He sucked bro. in fantasy, which is exactly what I said was going to happen. He only scored two touchdowns, but yo, those that yards per reception is elite. Holy Damn. moly. He, yo, do you remember every time he would caught three catches a game, all of them would be 40-yard bombs. Yeah, crazy. crazy. Moving on to Jason. Of course he made this bet. Uh -oh. Christian McCaffrey will score less than <laughs> seven and a half touchdowns. <laughs> Who do you bet Timmy that Timmy said he will have more. Let's go. Christian McCaffrey, of course, ended with 15 touchdowns. Let's get it. So Timmy wins that bet. Easy Man, money. That was when Cam was healthy. Easy money. Another one. Another one. We're gonna have to discuss here because, uh, you'll see why. Jason says Kiki QT will outscore Tyler Boyd if they each play twelve games or more. So this is what I'm saying. I think it should count because Kiki no. QT didn't miss the games because of injury. It yeah. was because he sucked DMP. and was inactive. DMP. Yeah, but that's because he was injured. He never got to be in the offense. But he was how the many entire off season? But how many times was he just inactive? DMP. So I vote yes. It counts. Jason. D this was me and Timmy denying it. So it's a three person. P. This is bullshit. Of course, you guys are gonna side for your. Well, you're the ones he that. You're the ones that Hold made on. the executive go, decision to make to it the, two to one. Go to the text, assholes. Play the in text. twelve games. 
did he play in 12 games? <laughs> Go to his pro football reference. Obviously not. Nah, maybe he not did. not going to be 12. He did not play not 12 games 12. this year. But he I was inactive. Win. I don't win, but the, the bet is void. He was inactive, though, it because he matter. sucked. That was a part of him being injured. He played. He, never got to be- he played eight games. Exactly. And how many times was he a healthy scratch? It doesn't matter. How many times does he? This does. I don't know. I don't know how you could find that. I don't know either. <laughs> I'm guessing four at least. Vote. I say yes. Accounts. Tim. No. Look at the text, people. <laughs> look at this lawyer over here. There's no caveats Trying in that question. Trying to law it up. He needs to have played 12 games. He did not. It does, does it say injury? Tim. If it says injury, I'll concede. Does it say injury? It doesn't say injury. I then think it's I'm, but that I was think obviously it's, I think it's fair to assume that injuries were assumed. Yeah, we were not no, assuming man, could healthy scratch. Nah, because let's say this, Jason. Let's say that we were that we were that all right, Darwin Thompson. Let's say you bet someone if Darwin Thompson plays in 12 games, there's no way he gets 400 yards. And someone goes, "Well, he didn't play in 12 games." But did he? No. Yes. Because just because he didn't play doesn't mean he wasn't suited up on the field or a healthy scratch. Active. Healthy scratch. Does healthy scratch a healthy count? Healthy scratch isn't playing in a game. They didn't see the field. All right, I'll to, I'm gonna side with Jason on this one. All right, so that does not count. Campbell just took a win away. That's the first. Yeah. That's the first DNC. Cornell Law, baby. Do not count <laughs> of the of the game. The first DNC. All right, next. Jason says, no motherfucking caveat here, Jay. That Kiki QT outscores Anthony Miller. Timmy said he will not. Obviously, Timmy wins, even though Anthony Miller disappointed as well. Yeah. All right, there was no caveat there. I agree. Boom, bitch. Timmy says, Josh Allen will end as a top 12 quarterback. Michael and Jason say he will not. Suck on that D. Suck on that D. He was number six if you were looking. Suck on that D. Was he really? Suck on it. Suck, suck, suck on that D. Why are we letting Tim do good? The Yo, fuck? I'm fucking murdering this shit. Come Relax, get me. Relax, we just started. I'm 4-1. You guys are... Michael's 0-3 and, and Jason's 1-2. and two. I'm 0-3. You're 0-3. You haven't won a bet yet. The Jordy wow, Nelson Tim, good one. Thing I'm, good thing I'm keeping track because you suck Oh, at that was you Michael, and Jason versus me? Yeah. Oh, okay. Michael is 1-3. for three. I'm 1-4. One for four. One. You're 4-6. Four 4-5. For four one, for, one for 4. I'm 1-4. One 1-3. For one if he's 1-4. for four. Jason, you're 1-2. No, I'm one and three. You Jason, one Jordy it. Nelson. Oh, one four four. Oh yeah. yeah. Nah, because I didn't right. bet. I didn't bet. I went next. That this one I'm gonna have to look up, guys, because this is a funny one. I said Dontrell Inman will outscore Travis Benjamin in week two. Oh my! In week two, <laughs> Jason. In week two, Jason said Travis Benjamin oh, would outscore. It was like him. a weekly you, bet. Yeah. Michael, who you looking up? I'll check the other. I'm looking up Dontrell Inman. All right. Getting a little load here from the <laughs> Yahoo who, screen. Who voted for who? I was Inman, you were Benjamin, so I'm really glad I'm so not in this we're... bet. I'm All right, Benjamin, week two literally does not have any statistics. <laughs> and Don Inman is three and a half, so I'll take it, baby. Three and a half points? Yep. <laughs> Michael yeah. gets his bullshit. See, it's because I make crazy bets like that. Shut your This one, up. I know for sure I won, I think, but I'll check. I know for sure I won, I think, but I'll check. Week three. What kind of a sentence is that? Tim says, Devin Smith oh, man. will outscore Marvin Jones. That, that, I lost that one. 
Hardcore. You lost that one. Hardcore, yeah. hardcore. So give me a point for that. You also said Devin Smith will be top 36 that week. Was not. <laughs> Jason gets a point for that. Was so it? I get a point for Marvin Jones. Yeah. Jason gets a point for that. Damn, that's two losses. Yeah, right? Not that's a good wagon to hit your ride. Right not a good one. Not a good this one. Is the <laughs> Devin Smith did not do good that year. That this is a fun one. We did a lot more early weeks, the head-to-head. We got to do more of these next year. We stopped at around like the later weeks, these super intense weekly ones. It's but, because in the later weeks, there's less time to fuck around because yeah, there's so many fucking games. This one, both of you went against me here. This is a fun one. I said Luke Falk will outscore Taysom Hill in week three. <laughs> Luke Falk would outscore Taysom Hill. Luke Falk scored 2.92. What a bomb. Ooh, come, on, <laughs> Taysom. come on, Taysom. Taysom Hill scored 1.5. Yes. <laughs> Luke Falk. Hold baby. on. So who is the... Who so is I get two points. Why? It was against both of you. No, no, no. It doesn't, ha- it doesn't count. Yeah, that it does. No, Yo, no, no, if, no, if no. If that's how we've been doing it, then that's then not I'm how wrong too. No, you don't it. get two oh, okay. points. You get one. One, and then that's but what me I, and Jason both take an L. We each got an L, but you get one W. Yeah. So, so it's like one and a half times. So more. right now, the record is I'm four and four. Michael's four and three. Jason's two and five. See, the comeback is real. Now I have the best winning percentage. I concur with, Mike, with Tim's analysis. Week three, <laughs> I said DJ. Wow, this is a... This is interesting that this happened here. Week three, I said DJ Moore would be a top 30 wide receiver. On the you, season? No, uh, during week three. Oh. You said he would not. I, I figured figure it could be the, the other way around. killing me. Turns out DJ Moore was wide receiver 25, so I take that one Suck there against on him. How does it feel to lose a point bleeps. because of DJ Moore? He was great at the end. I would have been right later. That was crazy. Jason, what were you saying about so Jason while we had we just pressed pause real quick so Michael <laughs> could find that and Jason had no idea. So he thought we were still on air. He he started telling a story like and Yeah, I was, was trying to be a good a good uh, podcaster, you know. These two were taking time researching and I was like, "Why are you like this is why you don't do this while we're on air, kid." So then I started telling a story about our Super Bowl food cuz we had it hooked up. We had we good did. food. We talked about how it gave us the shits last episode. Um but <laughs> What we actually ate was good stuff. So my dad made meatballs, spinach pie, and chicken nuggets. Bang. And bang, then we bang. ordered 100 wings. Boom. Half buffalo, half uh, sweet chili. You got to love those Asian sweet chili sauces. Bang, bang. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. We had salad pulled as pork. well because you need to have a little bit of fake. It was col- it was coleslaw. Tim chefed it up, made some pulled pork. No, we had salad, Tim. Oh, had salad. oh yeah, we had salad, we too. Had- we had chips and guac, and then Tim comes over with pulled pork in the slow cooker. Jason's still. forgetting what I gloriously made. She as was well. delicious. Hold on, Michael made yeah, homemade man. pizza. Mad good. Glorious I gotta pizza. say, good shit, Michael. We had pigs in a blanket, jalapeno poppers, buffalo chicken dip. We had a feast. Did you say the guacamole? I did That's say the guacamole. guacamole. Oh. Mad different chips. The leftovers I took, I brought them here, and for the last three days, I've been living off a of Super Bowl leftover. <laughs> so I'm the healthiest I've ever been. <laughs> Jason's fair enough. Jason's toilet is just like uh, King's Landing at the the last episode of Game of Thrones. <laughs> Yo, my goal in life is to be better at these bets next year because I'm tired of you guys. <laughs> All right, next. I'm, I'm too nonchalant. How many bets have, have we gone through? So far, you've gone through one, two, three, oh, yeah, four, five, six, seven, eight. This is good. Nine, is good ten, radio. eleven. Eleven. So we're we got like sixteen left. Sixteen left. Let's do this. Oh shit! No. The next one, Tim said, T.Y. Hilton would be top eight week four. Me and Jason said he would not. He ended up being injured and not playing, so that is a bust. That doesn't count. Doesn't Nobody count. gets any points. Great. 
The next one, Jason says Tyler Lockett will score a touchdown week four, and I said he will not against See, Arizona. I make bets like that, man. What? That's a good bet against Arizona. Tyler Lockett. I bet he did. Went four receptions, 51 yards, zero touchdowns. Oh. So I get a point for that. Damn, Michael's pulling away a little bit. Fuck this shit. <clears throat> next one. I want to see one bet where Michael comes on someone scoring a touchdown. The double. He just did it with you. The double play. No, I bet Lockett oh, scoring. Yeah, okay, okay. Here comes another two on one, fellas. Jason says Sony Michelle will outscore James White in week four. Me and Tim both say, you loco crazy. You well, James Michelle, White definitely got. White. Jeff, James got White definitely got somewhere between nine and ten yeah. in week four. So let's see if that was Sony Michelle's one of. Sony Michelle, 6.3. 9.8 for White. And Ooh, me and Tim score. Let's get it. Jason with the Shh, L. Get it. Jason. Jay. What's good with the heads up, man? What's, what's Yo, going you on, know man? what? For real, next season, you need to do better than this. <laughs> I'm like concerned at how bad you are at these bets. <laughs> going back to last year, we need to find the final tally for last year, too, because you might have like a 12% winning percentage. Damn. I take the low... <laughs> percentage bets because I like to live life on the edge. Michael just went in on you, Jason. How does that make you feel? He's your twin. I live life on the edge. Look at me. I live life on the edge. Jason, he's your no, twin. No, you know what I'm going to do? Next year, I'm going to take bitch bets like you. You pick someone who's going to score a touchdown. They're not going to score because odds are they're not, and then I'll get the point. I don't make bitch bets. <laughs> bitch bets. Don't you mean Ooh, bitch? We got a me versus Jason here. Jason says... Marlon Mack will be outside the top 15 running backs in week seven. I said he will be inside. He ended at, here comes the countdown, folks. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, 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 Get it right I'm, now. Standing, I should have just bet against Marlon Mack all year. Standing update: I'm five and five. Michael is seven and four. Jason is three and seven. So even though Jason's not doing great, it's still not the worst ever in the history of life. Correct. If that, if that makes it any better. All right, uh, going to week nine Michael's now. Eight for ten. Am I getting that correctly? My, no, Michael Michael's is eight for ten. Michael is seven and four. Jay, what are you doing, kid? I, I don't know if I should believe you or Tim. I'm definitely keeping the right stats. No, I have I have um eight and three. You have eight and three? Not seven and four. Not yeah, I have eight and three. Not seven and four. Hundred percent. Right. And what am I, you said? You are three and seven. Yeah, Michael's eight and three. You're bugging. All right, Michael, go. Tim in week nine says <laughs> We really messing up the score, huh? Tim says that Shady McCoy will out touch and outscore Damian Williams in week nine, in week nine. against me. So let's see. Just I you? Fe- I have a Damn. feeling I lost this one. Let me check. Michael, this might have been Shady. I'll I'm checking Shady week nine. Michael, I mean Jason, this might be one that you uh, that you were just weren't on the pod for. Oh, Dwell had 14 touches and 20 points. You definitely lost. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, definitely lost. Okay. My, my service is terrible. I got to, like, put my phone in airplane mode or something. Week nine, I said, yeah, mode. Shady had three touches. Ooh, first. that was a tough one. Point. Yeah. I remember when Timmy thought it was yeah, a good idea I remember to bet against me. I remember losing that one. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, Jason in week nine says Chris Herndon will outscore Dallas Goddard. I said, 
You crazy, Holmes. Chris Herndon never played. Herndon never played. Herndon, didn't he play one week? That was the one week. He got hurt. He got hurt in that week. No, he played week nine. He would get hurt in like the second play of the game. No, no, he he played week 10, Michael. He played week 10. Gotcha. Okay, so Jason gets lucky there. (laughs) Null and void. What's the next bet, Um, Mike? Sorry about that pause. It's because I read this and I was so confused. I said, let's just delete this. And then I read it again. Says, oh, I remember. Tim says, Michael said, McKissick, not Ty Johnson. Yes, and you said McKissick. We went this back into was, the tape. Yep, this was uh, an episode where I said J.D. McKissick instead of Ty Johnson, and I swore I didn't, and Timmy swore I did, and he ended up being right. Every time you guys swear you didn't say something, you did it. You said it. There's been no, there's been no times where I've said, yo, you accidentally said this, where you didn't accidentally say that. And you guys swear every time you don't, you don't do it. You're like, oh yeah, we never make mistakes. You just don't admit that you made a mistake. Difference. No Schmuckalucka. All right, the updated standings. I'm six and six. We just did this, so there's no point in this. Michael's eight and five, and Jason is three and seven. We Michael's got ourselves a trio here again, folks. I said Calvin Ridley would be a top twelve receiver in week ten. Timmy and Jason said he would not. He ended with a measly six point two. And then was the top 12 receiver the following week. Oh, so yeah, I'm going to call you out that. Timmy and Jason get the point there, and I get the L. Boom, biddy, bop. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, biddy, boop. Bottom, biddy, dame. Your boy's over 500 again. Let's get it. Just get it. The next one is... Uh, Michael has nine wins, Tim. The next one's fun. He has eight wins. It's nine wins. We'll recap later. <clears throat> Jason says if Brian Hoyer starts in week 10, he'll score more oh, no. than 17 and a half points. Timmy Yikes. said he will not. That was that was the Brian Hoyer. He just fucking threw three interceptions in the first half, didn't he? Yes. Yeah, like he that. And they lost against Miami. Yeah. Uh, Brian Hoyer scored 9.16. Listen, Miami was mad good at that point. <laughs> Yo, Mike, I'm coming for you, bro. We're tied right now. Snap, oh snap. I can't believe this is a race between you and Michael. We're heading Why can't you believe that? It was the same same thing as last year. I'm leaving all school. Men Men lie, women lie, numbers don't, Jason. Week 11, I said Kyle Allen will be a top 15 quarterback. Jason said he will not. I think I'm going to go with Jason. Kyle Allen did Kyle Allen things and scored 9.7 points. Bam. Jason gets gets the dub. Yeah, fuck off. Jumping all the way to week 14 here now, folks. Timmy says Nelson Aguilar will score over eight points. He didn't play. Week 14? Yeah, he didn't play. Are you positive? I remember. I was all, remember, I was all over the Nelson Aguilar you're right, train, you're right. and he ended up not he playing because he was play. playing the Giants. Yes. Lucky for you. Yeah. Not lucky for me. He would have destroyed the Giants. He would have completely went apeshit on the Giants. Week? I'm still mad that I that that couldn't have been a great call by me. You're the worst. Going to week 15. Tim says Kyler Murray will be outside the top 15 quarterbacks. This is me and you here. This is big. We're coming down to the wire. I said he will be within the top 15 quarterbacks. Oh, boy. For what week? You want to count it down? Week 15. Let's let's count it down. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Kyler Murray was QB 18. Oh, yes! Rough, rough. (laughs) Yes! Yes! I don't like that one bit, let me tell you. Michael, you're at 500. Not cool. You scoundrel. I'm, 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 blah, why you? 
Ooh, Update this his one. standings. I'm nine and six. Michael's eight and eight. Jason's five and nine. This five one. and eight. Michael is five Michael's and nine and seven. All right, fine. You want you want to do that? We'll make them nine and seven since you want to bitch. I don't this make one, mistakes. Go ahead, yeah. Michael's nine and seven. <laughs> this one I did not write down who asked it. I wrote Christian Kirk outside top twenty four week fifteen. Michael denies. And <laughs> you don't know who. So <laughs> the only the only thing we could do is either see if I was right or just not count it. So I think we got to not count that. We got to not. If count you are wrong, I'm just gonna take the point. <laughs> I I am curious to see where Christian Kirk ended now though. Probably outside. Oh, he did end outside. I just lost myself a point because of you. You only, have, your, you only have yourself to blame, Michael. In week 15, Tim said his <laughs> Tingle team would outscore Jason's best team. Interesting. In week what? Week 15. Huh. So go check your scores, folks. Go ahead. What did you? What did you? What your team score? My best team, first place all year, lost in the semifinals that week. But because I went up against a team who played 203 points, I scored 135. Mm. My Tingle team scored 111. I just want to let you guys know that this Tingle team was the one that scored 1,859 points throughout the regular season. Better than second place. Second place was 1,712 points. So this My was team a, scored 1,817. This was a dominant team that I had. But Jason took it in that week at least. Yes, he did. Um, this was the, this was my most probably my most disappointing fantasy team ever because Derrick Henry and Dalvin Cook were like my lightning rods and Dalvin Cook didn't play in the in the championship week and completely fucked me and I played Ian Thomas and sat Jameson Crowder. This next one. Holy moly, folks. We have two more. It's me versus Tim here, so you know this is huge. Oh shit. I said Tyree Kill would outscore Devontae Parker in week fifteen. I remember this. He outscored him by point one. Devontae Parker scored 21.2. Tyreek Hill scored 21.3. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Michael, that's the point? Motherfucker. Yep. That's, that should be a tie. That's crazy. <laughs> that, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> this one, we're going to have to pause the podcast we're both, for we're, me to find out. We're both very <laughs> right, though, on our hits on those. In week 17, the last one, Timmy said Trubisky would be a top 12 quarterback. Me and Jason said he would not. What week? Week 17. Oh, the shit. nobody cares week. Yeah, I think that he did not. So I I have to try to find out what he did week seventeen. Unfortunately, he probably did. That's a classic, classic week for Trubisky to pad his numbers. Well, I found it, and it turns out Miss Trubisky ended as QB twenty nine that week. So boy, oh boy, was Tim off. Man, four interceptions. Thanks, thanks a lot, Mitch. Four interceptions. I, well. I will tell you this. I made some high quality picks in my time at VM. I did some I said some things that no one thought would be right and they came true. Like I was the first person literally in the world to say that Kyler Murray was gonna get drafted number one. Literally the first person. I thought you were nuts. Everyone thought I was nuts. Joe bet a hundred dollars against me. I get more tweets about Mitch Trubisky being good this year than I do anything else I've ever said right on that show. I call the 49ers being good this year. People like to hate. That's why Skip Bayless and Stephen A. Smith have jobs. Skip Bayless has become a caricature of himself. It's embarrassing. Anyway, go ahead. So, updated scoreboards. I'm That's nine. it. We're done. Oh, for real? Yep. God damn. All right. Drum roll. <laughs> your champion again. For the, your, your number two. Is Michael eleven and seven? Even though it should be ten and eight. 
I would have won 10 and 8 too, no? You would have won 10 and 8 too because I finished in second place 9 and 9. Those last two. Oh, man. You know, if. if what are the odds Mitch Trubisky was your downfall? <laughs> <laughs> Not only was Mitch Trubisky my downfall, if, if Tyree Kill would have scored point one less, I would it would have been tied. According to my if only, if only. Yo, and then Jason finishes with a respectable seven and eight record. I was about to say, I only went seven and eight. Yeah, we all did you pretty know what, good. You Jay, progress. It was very even this year. It was. It was very even. Unlike this year. last year. Yeah. Michael still won. Yo, if we made Michael ten and eight, let's say you were right and I was wrong, this would be, we'd all be a game back from each other. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It was. It's very close. We got to do more bets next year. This was too close. Jason to... came on at the end. I started off strong. I did. I'll... I'll put as many bets down as possible. I hope this episode is 40 questions long next year. 50. Yeah, we gotta 60, make more bets. 100. 9,000. You know, the fantasy footballers do something that's... I don't want to steal their idea, but we should think of something like this. Where they do a wheel of water. And they do a, a water bet. And whoever loses, they go on the wheel of water app and they spin it. And the loser has to get splashed with water in some, like, elaborate way. And I think that's, like, a nice way to be, like... Interesting. Polite slash you pay, you're paying the price somehow. Let's do the wheel of egg and we could crack eggs on each other. Oh man, that would suck balls. You guys would you guys have hair. Although, Jason, your hairline. Boys receding. I've always had a big forehead, dog. Michael. You don't gotta tell me. You guys are gonna be bald. Start preparing now from your brother that's bald. Listen to man. this jealous yo, ass dude. Yo, go. Bosley is 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 here for you, for people like you, not for me. I went to Bosley and they were like, "Yo, look at your hair underneath the this this microscope thing, right?" And they put it in the back of my head, which never goes away. The back of your head always grows until you die. And they're like, "You see how it's like a, a dense forest?" And he's like, "All right, now watch this." And he put it over the top of my head. And it literally looked like a forest that had been decimated by, like, forest fires. Like, there was nothing there. It, was, it looked like a death zone. For me, it's too late. For you guys, you can still salvage the head on your head. The hair on your head. Don't deny it, Jason. I denied it, too. And then I had a bald spot. At least Michael's not yeah, denying it. you were it. denying at 17. No. I lost my hair at 24, dude. I, I wore a mohawk until 24. I wore a mohawk, bro. The way that I found out that I was going bald is I went to the barber. I got a mohawk, and he's like, yo, do you like it? And he put the mirror behind me, and I saw it. And I was like, yo, no way. Yo, hold up. Nah, nah, nah. That's definitely just a reflection. I promise you, I'm like, after the head haircut, I'm like, yo, can I see that mirror? I stared at my bald spot in the <laughs> mirror for 25 minutes in utter shock and awe yeah, and despair. Did. Despair. Yeah, I was in did. despair. I promise you. Ask Alan. I bet you he'll tell you that we all go to the same barber. Five minutes. So Yo, I just name is Alex. Alex. While you were talking about the barber, the, the name of the the name of the barber shop is Alan's, but it's Alex and Alan. While you were talking about the barber, I went to see what I did last season in the bets, and I went twenty five and eight. Wow. Yeah. How'd you know? How'd you know that? I just checked. What did I do? Oh, I don't know. I just checked what I did. Damn, Michael, you went from twenty five and eight to ten and eight. You dude. What the fuck, Michael? Why you check only your score? What kind of team player are you? I mean, you know obviously, why? if I won twenty five and eight, you guys suck. Because this season no. we made it up. Yes. We made it up. I could have wanted to make a lot of to make it more Wins close. And guess you to still not won. let you take so stupid ass bets. And I still won. Thank you right, very much. A game or two. Hold on. Wait. Wait till next year. I'll take it more serious. So the moral of the story is, I'm coming for you. Watch your ass.
That's the one, moral story two, Timmy's coming for you. That's really the moral of the story. Okay. Um, thank you, patrons, for supporting us. Yes, as back to back champ, I thank you very much. Just so you guys know, <laughs> Jason, Jason, talk into the microphone. Yes. Jason is currently in upstate New York, and we are currently going through a computer program. Jason, talk again into the microphone. Yes. It doesn't sound like he's anywhere else besides right in this room. And that's because we were able to buy this like really good quality microphone and connect it through the internet that makes it sound like this. And the reason we could do that is because of the patrons and their support. And things like that is what you guys really support us in and what we are really grateful for. So thank you so much for repeatedly you know, donating to us and repeatedly giving us your hard-earned money. We do not, it does not go to waste. We, do, we are not unappreciative of it. Every single cent, honestly, plus some. We, we're, we're definitely in debt of Brodo in terms of how we've been investing in it um, is going towards a good cause. So your money has paid and will continue to pay off um, technological advances and show advances that will continue to make you guys um, a better product, including a lot of nice upcoming stuff that we have for you this offseason. Make sure to stick around. Um, and we love y'all. Thank you so much. For me, Mike, me, you, That's say right. bye. See ya. Jason. Farewell, Longfellow Deeds. <laughs> you can do it! Later. What? Wait, what? I don't know. Adam saying the references. Terrible. Long, long fellow. Later. Gatorade. I love feet. I don't know Age why. Age too old. <laughs>